Hi, everyone. Welcome to Less Lonely, More Loved, a podcast of the Young Adult Ministries here at St. Mark United Methodist Church of Atlanta, where we are ordinary people exploring our queries of faith. Today is our third week of Advent, and I'm here with Kristen Silton to talk about joy. Kristen, I'm super happy you're here with me. Awesome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Kristen, why don't you tell us a little bit about like who you are? What are the vibes? Tell us about you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I am a lifelong United Methodist, daughter of a United Methodist pastor, in fact. Um, came to Atlanta to go to college at Emory, took some time off from going to church 87 times a week. And um, when I graduated, decided that's something I wanted back in my life. So did a little little Google search, found St. Mark. Um, I wanted a church with a good choir. St. Mark has a stellar choir. Um, so showed up um, after one visit, was like, this is where I'm going. Um, and we got a new pastor the next week. Um, she married my husband and me, who is Jewish, so we have a, an interfaith household. So St. Mark has been a lovely fit for us um, because it's so progressive. I have three kids, and I work in the world of theater. I love that you're, you talk about having a parent who's United Methodist pastor, and I would just like to say that your mom is United Methodist pastor because I think that most people who have a pastoral parent it is the male parent in their home. So I just like love your mom for being a paver of many roads for people like me to follow in her stead. I like her too. <laughs> and she's here in Atlanta. <laughs> so good. So she gets to hang out with the fam all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So one of the things that we've been talking about with all of the guests on the podcast is like when it is holiday times. And because you have an interfaith household, I think that you will have an especially fascinating answer to this question. But what is like, it is not the holidays. It is not Christmas until blank. Family arrives Mm. for sure. And I mean, that may be a common answer, but yeah, I mean, our holiday season is perhaps more extended in our household because we celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas and also two of my kids' birthdays bookend the holiday season. I have a Thanksgiving baby and a New Year's Eve baby. So it's just like present explosion for five weeks at our house. But um, I do feel like when it really feels like the holidays is when the family who don't live here, who we don't get to see, shows up and we get that time together. Do you have a lot of siblings? Does Jordan have a lot of siblings or y'all? Yeah, so I have one sister. Jordan has one sister. They usually both show up at some point during December. Um, But yeah, so it's just us and my parents here in Atlanta, but we kind of get the extended family comes in since we're all already here. It tends to, we tend to be the location people come to. Right. You're sort of ground zero for holiday extravaganza. Definitely. People would rather come to our house than have our children at their home. So... (laughs) But you know what? That also means that your kids have like all of their toys and all of their things. And that, I mean. Yeah, it's it's better that way for everyone involved. (laughs) Especially this year, Thanksgiving and Hanukkah like really backed up to each other. Yes, Thanksgiving was on Thursday. Hanukkah started on Sunday. We're already through Hanukkah and it's only December 13th. Right. (laughs) So you you know, can it keep going and then there'll be Christmas. Got like a deep breath right now and then hit Christmas. Right. But sometimes, I mean, you know, for people that don't know, Hanukkah moves around. Oh yeah. Next year it's just straight up on Christmas. Amazing. Like day six. So. I love that. So you can Mm -hmm. like light the menorah, light the Mm -hmm. Christmas tree, light all of the things and it'll be just like a really beautiful fun. Yeah. Our house is just kind of like a mix of decorations. Like 
we'll, you know, we'll, we'll hang the, the happy Hanukkah banner and the stockings also hang on the mantle. And then we've got like the Christmas tree, but also the like felt menorah where the kids can do the candles. So. Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> cute. They have a little felt menorah. Yeah, like it's like a, it's like one of those advent candles with the Velcro, except mm-hmm. it's menorah candles. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. What about like... You know, you talk about having your family in town, lots of holidays, lots of traditions, lots of birthdays in your house. What are the things that you love about this season? Let's see. Well, I love holiday music. I love just like, I feel like that brings the the essence of the season alive for me. So I'm, I'm like a strict, like no Christmas music till after Thanksgiving. Understood. Law abiding citizen. Yes. I know that's not everyone's opinion, but like, I like to, I like to concentrate it so that I can look forward to it. You know, I can appreciate that. Um, I love a good, like lessons and carols. Um, I love a Christmas Eve service. I love a candle lit, you know, like the 11 PM, candlelight Christmas Eve service. My parents actually got engaged at a Christmas Eve service at 11 p.m. So that's so adorable mm-hmm. and so perfect for your mom being a pastor. <laughs> she wasn't a pastor at the time, though. She was my, my mom's background is in industrial engineering. So that is fast. OK, well, we'll, have we'll to talk get your more mom about on the later. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She has a, a very interesting career path. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I love I love that piece of it. Um and I, yeah, I love just the the gathering and the family and the food and the game nights and the Christmas movies. And um, I feel like my kids are getting old enough to like actually remember holiday traditions from year to year. Yeah. So like um, when I was growing up, our family would always go to a movie on Christmas. That was like a, a thing that we did always. We went to a, like a movie in the afternoon. Same. Yeah. So it's like now my kids are all old enough to go to a movie. So I think in the post-COVID world, we'll like be able to like have that tradition again. And That's so cute. Um, yeah. And your kids are getting old enough to be able to actually sit through. They can sit through a movie now. A so. movie. Yeah. Which is, that's a treat, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have traditions that like. Because you have three kids who range mm-hmm. in age from eight to four. Yep. So do you have traditions that like your older kids have started that now are sort of trickling down to the younger ones or like what's sort of the vibe there? Well, for Hanukkah, we um, we sort of in our household, we celebrate Hanukkah. So we give our kids sort of all the like Christmas type gifts during that period. And then my family who all celebrates Christmas, give the kids Christmas gifts. So we have sort of like a a split thing. But um, one thing that I love that we do is on the eighth night of Hanukkah, we decided that that is our night where we give outward from our family. So we give all of our kids either like 20, $25 to donate to a charity of their choice or um, we let them pick out a toy for an organization like Pride for Parents to give to you know other children. And that. so that's kind of become like a nice little tradition for us. My three-year-old really didn't understand why he wasn't <laughs> getting a gift this year on the eighth night of Hanukkah, but my, my almost eight-year-old really did and sort of like tried to explain that. So that's been one really special little tradition we do during Hanukkah every year that, um, that we're definitely going to stick with. I love that. And I love that your eight-year-old is trying to explain something mm-hmm. to three-year-old is like, wait a second. Where is my Paw Patrol car? <laughs> <laughs> We've been getting gifts for a week now. Yeah. It doesn't just continue. <laughs> like, right, right. That's so cute. Well, so, you know, there's so many things to love about this season. Gifts, you all obviously have a lot of holidays, birthdays, things to celebrate. Mm-hmm. What about things that are hard during this season? 
I think just organizing everything. We have the only kids in our extended family. So like we tend to be the like the hosts, the people who decide what's on the menu. Like my husband loves to cook and he's a really good cook. So he'll like do all the meal prep and I am not. So I just make dessert. But, um, you know, just getting everything ready. I think the preparations from the season for the season are really hard. Sometimes it can be stressful to like decide what everybody's getting and then like ordering everything and then getting all the food. I think it's like the stress of creating that magic. Um, I've been reading a lot of blog articles lately about moms who it's like you credit moms with creating the magic of holidays for your children. And when you're in it, you don't necessarily think about that. Um, But then you do see your kids joy and you're like, oh, this is why I did all of this. Right. But there is like a lot of pressure as a parent to sort of create this magical world for your children. Um, And I I definitely avoid some of that. Like we don't have an elf on our shelf in our house and like my kids keep asking for one. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) But I mean, there there is just like a lot of like between the teacher gifts and the parties at school and, and all that kind of stuff, it can be really overwhelming and stressful. And sometimes I think as a parent, it can be hard to find the joy in it. Yeah, for sure. I commend you significantly for the lack of elf on your shelf Mm -hmm. because I have, um, I know many people who have said elf. And if you are a parent who is listening around someone who might have an elf on the shelf, you might want to turn the podcast off for a little while, while I blast elf on the shelf for just a second. But it seems like just a monetized version of mom guilt. Oh, for sure. Like, that's how I feel about the Elf on the Shelf. No, it's like every day, it's just like my entire Facebook feed is like, oh, someone give me an idea for the Elf. Like, I forgot to move the Elf. Like, yeah, it's it's too much. I can't do that. Well, and like, like, there's so many rules about the Elf. Like, you can't, you have to name the Elf, but you can't touch the Elf. And the Elf, like, it just seems like just like one more thing to add to your list of things to do at the end of your day or like early in the morning. Or God forbid you forget to move the elf from one day to the next. Exactly, yeah. It's too much. I can't handle that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. I I feel very, very strongly that people who elf on the shelf either have a lot of creative energy in their being that they need to, like, disseminate into the world Absolutely. I mean, some people I do feel like it's, like, a joy for them. But it wouldn't be that way for me. We give the people (laughs) the Elf on a Shelf is joyful. We give them that joy. Like, kudos to you. But I really feel like it's just one of those, like, checkmark boxes for a lot of people where it's like, I created a memory for my child, even if it caused me great stress, anxiety, (laughs) and potentially resentment of this tiny felt thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, like, commend you. Hold fast and strong. (laughs) Hold strong. (laughs) No elf shall grace these shelves. Well, I think that like you we're sort of talking a little bit about just things that are magical and enjoyable about the holiday season. And I think that that is something that maybe this year we won't take for granted as much as we did last year. I don't know how your family handled COVID last year, um, but I know that like sort of in the midst of all of this COVID stuff that we've been doing for almost two years now, I know for myself personally, my perspective on the season has certainly shifted. Do you feel like you have a different perspective? Yeah, I mean, last year was so quiet. I mean, we we had a, a few people in my like immediate family had COVID last November. We had like another COVID exposure in December. So we ended up just kind of shutting down a lot of holidays last year. I mean, we did Christmas with just the five of us in our house. 
because my daughter's birthday was on, or sorry, we did Thanksgiving with just the five of us in our house because my daughter's birthday was on Thanksgiving last year and my parents were still recovering from COVID. And then by Christmas, my sister and her husband did come, but my grandparents didn't because we were just too worried about exposing them. Um, So I do feel like we have maybe this, a new level of activity this year, which is exciting. We actually have my sister eloped over the summer. And so we're having a wedding dinner for her and her husband while they're here with just family. And so that's really exciting. Um, So we do have some, some things to celebrate this year um, that we didn't last year. (laughs) Yeah. Do you find that there is a renewed sense of joy this year, as opposed to last year? Just, I know, obviously there's a lot that comes with being around the holidays and being sick last year, like that was really hard. But um, do you feel like there's a renewed perspective on joy? I just think there's less fear. I feel Mm. like last year we were just all, like there was still so much unknown. We didn't have a vaccine yet. Everything felt like a risk. And this year, I mean, things are still serious, but you know, my two older kids are vaccinated. We're vaccinated. All our relatives are vaccinated. So I do think that there's this just, there's a, renewed sense of hope and like we can be together and we can have some normalcy and like there is a light at the end of the tunnel like it feels like we're gonna reach the end now whereas last year it still felt very dark absolutely I think that the the vaccine number one and then I'm sure in your family the vaccine becoming available for kids as young as five I'm sure that that was like yeah it's been huge a deep sigh of relief Mm -hmm. so yeah that's we love science. <laughs> Thumbs up for science. So we sort of talked like just a little bit about this just now, but what's something that you were waiting on this time last year that you're not waiting on anymore? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I should have like no, it's about okay. This more before well, it, it's just such a big question because we talk about Advent as being the sort of season of waiting, mm-hmm. but it's really interesting in your family because you walked from Thanksgiving right into Hanukkah, pretty uh-huh. much, and Hanukkah happens right at the start of Advent, so it's like. Yeah, there's not as much anticipation in our household (laughs) because it's kind of just constant. Right. But actually, I do feel like this year I'm, I'm, I still haven't quite felt like Christmas coming yet because I've been so heavily like focused on Hanukkah. So I'm looking forward to like this weekend, I'm taking my two older kids to see a Christmas carol. And like, I'm looking forward to like Christmas Eve service and that kind of stuff to kind of like feel that spirit um, that maybe was a little lacking last year for sure. Right, right. Well, and there's just such a, I think such a sense in, especially in Atlanta where it doesn't, it was cold for like three days. And then it got warm again. <laughs> right. Tornadoes. And, yeah, right. And tornadoes. And so now it's like 70 degrees outside. Or is it 35 degrees outside? Like, I don't know. I never know what season to dress right. for here in the city. But it does sort of, I feel like uh, the lack of cold weather sometimes um, causes me to not know that it is the Christmas time. Yeah. I mean, I'm a very extroverted person. So something last year, like I missed all the festivity, like the gathering and the community. And, um, and I get my energy from other people. So... I feel like I've been very um, just like quiet the last year. Like I've been okay, but the second I go into a room and I'm like with a bunch of people, like that to me is like the greatest feeling. Um, So, you know, this week it's like we finally have like work holiday parties, church holiday parties, like all the gatherings and, and the things that are tradition that, I mean, they don't have to happen to have the season, but they right. do make the season more joyful, I think. So that's, it's yeah. nice to have that back this year. Absolutely. And you work in the theater world. I do. Do you all do sort of holiday productions? We have 
three holiday productions up and running right now. So yes, it's it's a kind of a crazy season in in my work life as well. Right, right. Does that do you feel like that helps you feel a little bit more like prepared for the season or does it just feel stressful? It's not too stressful for me. I mean, my particular job is not so involved in the producing of shows. So um, it's more just like I get to be a a spectator. um, But I do like having access to it. Sure. Absolutely. I feel like it's uh, always exciting to go and see shows and especially around the holidays. I, um, one of my holiday traditions growing up was I went with my mom to see the Nutcracker every Uh, year um, because I thought that I was going to be a prima ballerina, of course. but I have two very left feet mm. and am very, very tall and quite stockily built. Mm. So definitely was not in my wheelhouse, but yeah, that's one of those things that, um, that I loved doing with my family growing up. So I just like love that you get to be a part of making all of those holiday memories for other people is really amazing. Yeah, we always go see some kind of holiday production. I mean, when my kids were younger, we would go see Rudolph at the Center for Puppetry Arts. Um, and then now at, at work, I work at the Alliance Theater. Um, we have a program called Theater for the Very Young, which is specifically creating um, theatrical experiences for ages zero to five. And this year we um, have a new holiday tradition for that like little tiny age group. And so my three-year-old Jonah has been a part of like creating that experience. Like he's come in and been like the test audience several times. And then he got to see the full thing. And that little show is called Knock Knock. And it's it's like a celebration of winter. It's not even necessarily like attached to a holiday, but it's just about like finding the light and the warmth and the community that comes with the holiday season and like translating that to little bitties. Um, and like, there's like magical snow that falls in the show and oh just gosh. like the little kids are so entranced by it all. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of like, I mean, zero to five, that is a tough age range. I feel like to kind of capture their attention but I'm, and also like they're full of wonder. So it's mm-hmm. sort of like both sides of it. But is it like a short show? Or yeah, is it it's, just it's like, like 25, 30 minutes and it's it's like interactive and it's magical and there's glow sticks and balloons and snow and like asking them to knock on little doors. Like it's it's very much created for them in mind. So. Oh my gosh, that's so precious. Yeah, I so want to go really see nice. that. You should come see it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I totally, yeah, like literally going on my calendar as soon as we're done <laughs> recording the podcast. I um, I love that. And I also love that, I love that during the season that we are, I think as like a whole society, like not just for Christian people, not just for Jewish people, but sort of for all of our community, we're sort of doing this natural turn of the seasons, like into our longest nights. Mm -hmm. And then like, then we have like the new year and you have a birthday on (laughs) another birthday. So, but like, I love that there's sort of all of this, that magic that's sort of wrapped up in just like the turning of the seasons and the turning over of the year. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know. I, I think that there's just like all of the things that you've described. I'm like, Oh, now I want to like go like, sit under a blanket with like a warm cup of cocoa and just like bask in like the magic of the season because I really think it is so magical. Yeah. So the, that little show runs twice a day, like during the week Mm -hmm. at the theater. And so my office suite is right outside of that little black box theater where the show happens. And at the end of the show, the kids come out and they have a snowball fight in the hallway. 
And so as soon as like we hear them like screaming because the snowball fight is happening, we'll like run out of the office and like jump in. That's so, <laughs> so cute. it's like you just get like these little like joyful moments every day. Um, I love that. Of these poor little Southern kids pretending like they're having a snowball fight. <laughs> well, and it seems like in global climate change that we won't be seeing any more snow. Probably not. Than no. We do. But you know what? We can we can dream and sing the songs <laughs> and hope. I uh, I once, when I was small, like wanted a white Christmas and all I wanted for Christmas was like for it to snow. Uh-huh. And like it flurried like three flakes. And you were like, it's here. Like, it made it. Uh-huh. Like, nothing stuck, but yeah, you know, it's it was fine. what it was. Um, so to sort of close our time, one of the questions that I've been asking everyone who's come on the podcast, um, because the title of our podcast is Less Lonely, More Loved. And the idea being that in this Advent season, while we're waiting for the birth of Jesus, while we're doing all of these things in preparation, that we are also understanding of ourselves, like the things that we're waiting for and the things that we're sort of waiting to arrive in our lives. And I think sometimes in that waiting process, we can get a little lonely. Or I think one of like the flaws of our like own human minds is that we get in these spaces where we feel like we're alone. And one of the things that I think is really important in community is that we make each other feel less lonely and more loved. And so throughout this like really wonderful and joyous holiday season, you guys have an extended holiday season. Mm -hmm. What's something that makes you feel less lonely and more loved? I think it's just, it's making the choice to make time for yourself. I mean, this may be, this, this is like a parent thing for sure, especially with a lot of moms, but sometimes like you have a hard time putting yourself first because like this holiday is, it's like so focused on children and like creating moments and creating magic. But then you can also make the choice to make time for yourself. And for me, a lot of times that's like making time for myself to see my friends and like see my friends without kids. Um, So I think, I think it's just like making that choice to like give yourself joy in addition to the people around you like you should get to experience like the joy of the season too right absolutely and I think that that is something that will speak to a lot of people who are parenting and in the thick of like doing the itty bitties because you are doing itty bitty Christmas magical moments no off on the shelf in your house but maybe (laughs) off on the shelf in other houses um and I think that that is so important to remember that like this season is for you too yeah. So self-care is important, it turns out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, there's no time like the present to to give yourself a gift. Absolutely. Well. <laughs> yeah. That you're not solely responsible for creating magic for other people, but that mm-hmm. you get to set aside time to make magic for yourself, too. Absolutely. I love that. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. For sure. Thanks for having me. And we hope that all of this magic in the season makes you remember to take care of yourself. And I hope that that makes you feel less lonely and more loved. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a production of the Young Adult Ministry and the Communications Ministry at St. Mark United Methodist Church of Atlanta. The views and opinions expressed here on this podcast are ours and not necessarily those of St. Mark United Methodist Church or its ministries. We operate under an Adobe standard license for all music and sound included on this podcast. 
To find out more about who we are and what we believe, head to our website at stmarkumc.org. That's stmarkumc.org. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at stmarkumcatl and on YouTube at stmarkumcatlanta. Episodes of Less Lonely, More Loved will be released every Tuesday and Friday during Advent and will be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, and more. If you enjoy the podcast, or even if you don't, we would love to hear your thoughts, questions, and comments. Send all emails to mcesari at stmarkumc.org. That's M as in Mary, C-E-S-A-R-I at S-T-M-A-R-K-U-M-C dot org. We hope you will continue to engage with us, either in person or in one of our many virtual spaces. As always, all are welcome.